Welcome to the WWE Podcast, guys. It is time for your Monday Night Raw review, and tonight we're going to talk about the final Monday Night Raw before WrestleMania, a Monday Night Raw that featured Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns under the same roof and yet cut separate promos. Yeah, that was a thing. So we're going to talk about that and so much more. Let's get it all started right after this. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. The one that everybody wants, me. Says I just your ass. This is my honor. You're gonna acknowledge me. Hey guys, welcome to the WWE Podcast. Thank you for joining me. It is Wednesday, March 30th. As I record this, yes, it is a little bit later than normal. Um, 2022. Thank you for joining me here. And it's WrestleMania week, and the final Monday night raw before WrestleMania has now concluded. And there's a lot to talk about. As Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns were under the same roof, yet you wouldn't know it. And for all the, the, I guess, blood that Roman Reigns, or rather Brock Lesnar, was out for, certainly didn't show it on Monday night, as he had ample opportunity to attack Roman Reigns during his promo, but opted not to, or took his private jet back to Saskatchewan, or whatever he was doing. So... Very, very suspicious in terms of uh, the the selection of what Brock Lesnar decided to do, which was just come out at the beginning of Raw and cut a promo, which Brock is not good at. I mean, I, I know that people love this unhinged Brock. I know that people look at this and go, oh, this is a this is a different Brock Lesnar. This is a this is a unscripted, unfiltered Brock Lesnar. And you're you're exactly right. But that's also the downside, right, is you get this unfiltered, unscripted Brock Lesnar, which is not exactly the most well-spoken, eloquent, and um, I guess coherent Brock Lesnar that you would like to see in a Paul Heyman promo speaking on behalf of him. And again, I'm very adamant. I've been very clear. I'm not a fan of the Brock Lesnar cowboy gimmick. I'm 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 not a big cowboy Brock fan. That's just my taste. If you like it, great. Brock Lesnar is still Brock freaking Lesnar, and he's one of the greatest of all time. I'm just not a fan of the Brock Lesnar cowboy character that has been in our face for the last three months, four months, five months, six months, whatever it has been since he debuted at Summer, re-debuted at SummerSlam in his uh, in his plaid being the brawny man. So I, I don't know. But Brock Lesnar was just, it doesn't make sense, right? Like Brock Lesnar comes out and he cuts a promo on Raw, and then Roman Reigns comes out later in the show and he's cutting a promo and yet there's no security. He just has Paul Heyman and the Usos and they both cut separate promos. Like why even advertise that they're on the same show if you're not going to have them interact at all? I mean, it's as if they were in their own separate silos. They're in their own vacuums. Why even bother to tell us they're on the same show if there's zero interaction at all? That's the problem I have. I'm not saying I wanted... Or I felt that as if Roman should have gotten his ass kicked. He should have got five F5s. And no, that, that that's safe for WrestleMania. But at least have Brock try to, you know, in, in chase mode of some sort. And there was nothing. There was none of that. It was very, very bizarre. And again, I, I don't need them to have some massive interaction. 
uh, where you know Brock gets his hands on him and all that, and, and the payoff is is spoiled. I don't want that. But it's just weird that okay, you're you're advertising that they're under the same roof. The hook is that they're going to have some kind of face to face interaction, and they have nothing. It's as if they were on separate shows. They might as well have been on separate shows. That's the biggest problem I have with it. But um, so anyway, um, we they were in Pittsburgh for Monday Night Raw. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns in the same building. Not that that mattered. And he he showed up and he was in full babyface mode and. You know, he was just kind of, I don't know, weird Brock Lesnar. I, I wasn't, I'm not a fan of this Brock Lesnar. It just doesn't seem like himself. And he said that he was going to, because he was trying to make an analogy to the titles merging as if they were marriage. And yet he's going to have full custody of the child, which is going to be the unified championship. I mean, it's a, it's a clever little, I guess, it's a, it's a it's a clever little analogy to what's going to happen at WrestleMania with the belts unifying, but it still didn't really do it for me personally. And again, if you like this promo, wonderful. I think that's great. I'm not crapping on it. It's just I recognize when it's not bad. It's just not my flavor. And this is just not my flavor for Brock Lesnar. Anyway, let's let's move on here to uh, some a little a little bit more substance as the Brock Lesnar promo and Roman Reigns promo to be to be fair. Didn't really do a whole lot other than just kind of keep things as they are for WrestleMania. Didn't advance things. It just kind of was, I, I, I guess, the hamster wheel, right? I mean, it's just the same thing. Uh, they're trying to make it personal, yet it's been personal. They try to bring back the past of WrestleMania 34, yet they go back to WrestleMania 31. I I don't know. I mean, like, weird. It, is, it didn't do anything for me, good or bad. It was just kind of status quo. So, all right, let's move on to the actual matches here. Rey Mysterio defeats The Miz via pinfall. That was a match. And the match came after The Miz cut a promo while uh, Logan Paul wore the mask that was stolen from last week. And um, uh, Dominic got involved before the match, yet was somehow ejected before the match, which you don't often see. Oftentimes, the person getting ejected from the match by the from the referee is because somebody was involved in the actual match while it was taking place. Dominic got ejected prior to the match. You don't often see that. And really, when you think about it, why is that the one rule, the one constant that wrestlers adhere to is they listen to the referee when they tell them to get ejected? What exactly is the penalty for not? Has anyone explored that? Has anyone said, you know what? No, I'm I'm going to stand here and I'm going to I'm going to be in support of the person that I, uh, I I'm with here. I'm I'm not leaving ringside. What exactly is the penalty? No one's ever decided to just dive into this. Is it the person who you're supporting loses the match automatically? Do you get fined? Do you get suspended? Why does everyone just blindly decide to say, yeah, okay, you're right, referee, uh, I'm leaving, even though I'm not part of the match. I'm going to listen to what you have to say. Do they have a gun behind? I mean, like, really? Why do they just decide that's the one rule out of everything they break, out of all the rules they make arbitrarily, and then decide to break, you know, a month later, draft, just match rules in general? That's the one thing that they adhere to. It's very bizarre, I have to say. So... Anyway, Rey Mysterio defeats The Miz via pinfall. Uh, Rey got the, the got the win here, and they went for the double 619 on Logan Paul, which didn't work as they, I guess, um, are that, that's the payoff to the match at WrestleMania is 
that they are trying to double 619. They've tried multiple times now, double 619, Logan Paul, and it hasn't happened. They got they got the Miz, but they haven't got Logan Paul yet. So I think that's the payoff. Is this social media star that they want to hit a double six someone a six one nine on? I think. Anyway, uh, I, I mildly care about this match, and, and I don't mean that in a derogatory term. I mean, it is what it is here. I mean, it's it's as good as I guess a celebrity match could be, and I, I hope Logan Paul gets his ass kicked at WrestleMania. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Vince McMahon then gave Seth Rollins a spot at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins went to WWE headquarters and he was waiting for Vince McMahon in the waiting room. And he finally got in to see Vince. And then he he uh, started talking to the very briefly, the Tyrannosaurus Rex head that's in Vince's office very famously. And he confronted Vince, who was using pencil. By the way, who the hell uses pencil to write anymore? Who even writes anymore? Does Vince know computers exist or does he just decide that he's stuck in 1994 just because, I mean, is that just a decision he made arbitrarily? I don't know. So um, it was weird that Vince was not only writing whatever the hell he was on a notepad. He was also using a pencil. I mean, that's like a double whammy. First of all, no one uses pencil anymore unless you're an artist drawing like a sketch. Number two, no one uses a pen and paper anymore, much less a pencil and paper. And you have a guy, a gosh dang computer behind you. And I, I don't know. It's very weird, but I'm nitpicking. My point is that Seth Rollins got in there and he's asking Vince and Vince says, all you had to do was come to me. And Seth seemed a little bit taken back by that. Is like, oh, wait, all I had to do was come to you for a WrestleMania match. And Vince says, yep, all he had to do. So Vince decides to say, yep, you're going to WrestleMania. I'm not going to tell you who your opponent is, but you're going to WrestleMania. That's it which we all, everyone believe, even you hear the, you hear the chance and in Pittsburgh for Cody, Cody, if it's not Cody Rhodes, I really have no idea who it is. I really don't. I mean, there's a small chance it's not Cody Rhodes, but if it's not, I don't know who could be that opponent. And honestly, if it's not Cody Rhodes, I think the crowd would boo whoever it's, it is because everyone wants it to be Cody Rhodes. So, uh, th- that's all we got. We got the mystery opponent for Rollins at WrestleMania. Rollins does have a path. It just has to be determined by Vince, which will be likely Cody Rhodes. Uh, and then Seth Rollins is dancing on Vince's desk and all this kind of stuff. And it's fine. I mean, it, it's fine. You know, Vince looks 150 years old. It's it's fine. All right. So moving on, Omas ended up having a a, a handicap match with the Viking Raiders. He won via countout, which actually I appreciated rather than just having him squash a, a legitimate tag team. He won via countout. And then that was really just a setup for who is coming out next. And that was Bobby Lashley. So Bobby Lashley returned to Raw and confronted Omos and challenged him in so many words by just, you know, because pointing to the WrestleMania sign means. I want to match with you at WrestleMania. That's all that means. And now there's no other way to interpret it other than that. Uh, but he did, quote unquote, challenge um, uh, Omos to a match at WrestleMania. They had a, a bit of a back and forth where beforehand the announcers were talking about how no one's ever taken Omos off his feet, much less beat him in a match. And Bobby Lashley, after a third try, did take Omos off his feet. And Omos quickly got up and uh, walked to the back. So, you know, honestly, I mean, a bit of a, a spoiler alert here. I fully expect Omos to beat Bobby Lashley 
in in a match that um, is is probably going to be very slow, very very uh, power heavy maneuvers, and one that does see Amas victorious and continues to no sell everything. Eventually, Omos has to sell something. I understand he's a giant. I understand that's part of his gimmick, that no one can beat him. No one can take him off his feet. But he can't go that way forever. I mean, eventually he's going to have to meet some kind of equal. Eventually he's going to have to meet somebody that can threaten his undefeated streak, or at least even threaten him to be taken off his feet. Lashley did it on Raw, but we don't know what's going to happen at WrestleMania, right? Like, I mean, it can be a complete squash of Bobby Lashley. I expect some of a of a competitive match, but I'm very concerned about Bobby Lashley after this matchup. After Omos probably beats him, you guys can tune in for the full WrestleMania preview in a few days, which is going to be dropping Friday night. Um, I'm going to be recording it then, but I just I'm fearful for Bobby Lashley's um, Bobby Lashley right now. Even upon his return, that got a very babyface reaction, and rightfully so. I think he returned as a babyface. He's got new pyro. He, you know, people have kind of forgotten a little bit about what he did before he left. Omas is this giant that no one can beat. It's a, it's, I think it's a solid babyface return for for Bobby Lashley, and that's a positive. All right, let's uh, let's move on here. Uh, oh, I was just said that. Um, Reggie and Akira Tazawa proposed to Dana Brooke and Tamina. Both women accepted their opportunity for a quote unquote WrestleMania moment. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm not even going to cover this. L- let's move on. I want I want to keep things a little bit upbeat tonight. Um, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Liv Morgan, and Rhea Ripley defeated Carmella, Queen Zelina, and Natalia, as well as Shayna Baszler, via pinfall after Rhea Ripley hit Zelina with a riptide. And the heels that had the match won when they were began when they began arguing over who would get the final pin, led to the baby faces taking over on Zelina for the finish. Zelina Vega is the just the 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 scapegoat for seemingly everything. Anytime there's a situation, especially in a tag team or multi-person matchup with the women that needs to be uh, resolved and they need somebody to, to take the loss. It seems to be Zelina. And um, again, you're having your queen of the ring, your queen's crown, queen of the ring, take loss after loss, after loss, after loss. Eventually it takes his toll. I'm not a fan of this. You know, Carmella could easily take the pinfall here. Carmella has, to me, honestly, Carmella is beneath Zelina. Carmella is essentially nothing in terms of the pecking order of the women's division. She is as, I mean, I, I, you can make an argument that she's at the very bottom, even below Natalia. There's an argument to be made for that in terms of how they booked her, the character development, the promos, everything. I mean, the non-existent promos, rather. But, uh, all right, well. Let's move on, and uh, let's see here. So, and I, guys, I apologize again for this being so late. It's actually the magic of editing. It's now Wednesday afternoon. That's how late I am. I apologize, guys. I'm burned out, <laughs> not from this podcast, but uh, work and just so much else going on. And uh, okay, well, let's let's move on here. And what else happened? Um, uh, let's see. Austin Theory defeated Ricochet with an ATL. And no really, no further storyline progression with Pat McAfee other than the mention that he's going to face Austin Theory. Bianca Belair then cut off Becky Lynch's hair. Lynch tried to attack her during a, a Belair's promo, and then Lynch was about to cut off the braid of Bianca. 
And Bianca came back with two KODs and then took the scissors and started cutting off Becky's hair. And um, I, I think that this is maybe something that Becky Lynch welcomes. I mean, a lot of moms after they give birth just seem to just get the mom cut right away. It's just like instinct. I don't know why <laughs> they just do. So maybe she's looking to get a haircut anyway, and she doesn't have a problem with this. We'll probably see. I know we'll see a different hairstyle from Becky, and I think that's good for her. You know, I think that'll be a nice change, a, a change. Up. Maybe she'll even change the orange hair to, to a different color. Who knows? Maybe her natural color. I don't know. Uh, but this is to me that this was fine. This was this was tit for tat. It was something that I think the fans were a bit conflicted on as they didn't really get super behind Bianca in this, I have to say. And I think a lot of this has to do with people don't want to hate Becky Lynch. They, they just they don't want to hate her. And you have Bianca, who is just doing what Becky was about to do to her. And you would imagine that she'd get an overwhelming reaction. The fans would love it. I sensed some hesitancy from the crowd. It wasn't just overwhelmingly positive for Bianca. She certainly doesn't have the momentum she did going into last year's WrestleMania with Sasha Banks. And they main evented WrestleMania in one of the best matches on the show, if not the best match on the show. They killed it last year. And now you have this year's WrestleMania. And guys, there's no women's main event, by the way. There's Saturday night, which is ending with Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. And you have the, the, the main event on Sunday night, which is, as you would imagine, the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for the uh, unification match. <clears throat> so there's no women's main event. And one thing I'll say about the whole Stone Cold Steve Austin being the main event, that would lead you to believe that a match is hidden here. Why they're not just outright saying it's a match, why they're so hesitant to say it is still very perplexing to me. <clears throat> but you don't have a main event of WrestleMania be just a segment, a talk show. That will lead you to believe this is going to be an actual match. And I think Stone Cold's going to come out in his vest. I think he's going to be in amazing shape. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. And on the back end of this, and I'm stealing a little bit of this from JR, if you listen to his uh, podcast that he does. <clears throat> and... Um, at the same time, I've also said this before, but I'm also reiterating it from uh, Jim Ross, is that coming out of this, people are going to be talking about how it feels like the old Stone Cold. And can he do this again? Does he still have one official match left in him? Is it Brock Lesnar? God, hope it. I hope it is. And I hope maybe it's against Roman Reigns. For, who knows? Again, this is all going to... I think Austin's testing the waters here. I think he's testing the waters to see if he can, on the, on the big stage be at least a respectable version of himself, if not at full blast from what he was. He doesn't want to, he has a very, very, he's very protective of his career and rightfully so. And he would not just come back for the paycheck. And I believe that if he didn't feel he could be what he was and what people remember, I don't think he would do this, but I think he's also using this as a litmus test to see, okay, can I do this again? Maybe one or two more times against a massive name like Roman Reigns, who, by the way, said he would smash him on SmackDown. Anybody else notice that? And uh, maybe Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar also mentioned him on Raw. And he played into the what thing and all that. So is there something there? I, I would love to see Brock and Stone Cold. Imagine next year's WrestleMania, 20 years later from his final, from his, uh, final match against The Rock. Something to think about. But as far as this year goes with Kevin Owens, I really believe, I really believe this is a match. How can it not be? You can't just have a talk show end in a brawl with a couple of stunners and beer. That's how you end a Monday Night Raw. It's not how you end a WrestleMania. WrestleMania is about wrestling. 
you know, hence the word wrestle in the word WrestleMania. And there has never been, at least in my mind, in the history of WrestleMania, ever been a main event that it wasn't an actual match, right? A a segment. I mean, Stone Cold has been on Piper's Pit before. That was like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And he ended up stunning Roddy Roddy Piper. We know that. But that wasn't a main event. This wasn't billed as a main event. And so something to think about, guys. I really believe it's a match now. I truly believe that he's going to come out and do the Lou bench press. He's going to do the stomps in the corner. He's going to have the, the BMF vest on. He's going to have the knee braces. I think he's going full bore, which is really exciting. I mean, I, I can't wait. And boy, do I, now I really want to see Kevin Owens get his ass kicked. Never thought I'd say that, but I do. So uh, moving on here, um, so Bianca getting her, uh, her, her, um, Licks in on Becky leads you also to believe that Becky Lynch is retaining at WrestleMania. I'm leaning that way. I have to say, I have to say I'm leaning that way. I'll I'll give you my official preview and prediction on Friday, which unfortunately Ashley cannot attend and and co-host with me because she's going to be on vacation. So, you know, she's now officially fired from the show. How dare she take a vacation when I need her on this show? It's, it's a, a completely unforgivable offense, but that said, uh, so maybe I'll find somebody else to uh, sneak in there or I'll be just doing it solo. Either way, I'm leaning a little bit now that Becky retains because this is such a massive, uh, I, I guess, heat generating segment for Bianca and Bianca getting the one up in a big way heading into WrestleMania. I just I think it's going to be Becky right now. If I was to uh, if I was to guess, I think Becky retains, but. Again, maybe maybe I'll uh, change my opinion in a couple of days. Drew McIntyre ended up um, defeating Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin in a handicap match. Corbin refused to tag into the match. Moss did most of the work. It led to Moss losing very, very quickly. And then Corbin jumped McIntyre after the match and stole uh, McIntyre's sword. So more kind of cat and mouse games between McIntyre and Corbin. We all know where this is going to end in the most predictable way possible with a few Claymores, probably one, two or three Claymores and Corbin losing. I mean, that's it. That's all there is to this. I mean, and, and you know, it's it's good for Corbin's career. This is his biggest WrestleMania match of all time, even bigger than Kurt Angle's because that wasn't that wasn't really Kurt Angle. That was like a a, a broken down version of of a man that shouldn't have been in the ring with uh, Corbin. But anyway, so moving on, a pre-recorded edge promo was then next and. He explained his motivations for attacking AJ, and he effectively was choosing to face Seth Rollins rather than, or rather Styles rather than Seth at WrestleMania. And uh, Styles responded the promo, responded to the promo, and said that Edge had gotten in his head, but only because he couldn't stop thinking about getting even. So again, the narrative that is the most tired narrative in all of WWE: the mind games, getting in your head. That why is that always a thing? Can there be another motive? It, does another motive exist? Can Byron Saxton think of another motive? That To him, everything is mind games, if you notice. Everything's mind games. Everything's getting in the head of your opponent. I don't know. It's just the narrative that everyone pushes, especially Byron on the mic, and now in an actual promo by Styles, he said it. So it reinforces the silly narrative that it's all about mind games. Stop it. No, it's not. But I do like the narrative that they're pushing which i buy into that it's generational stars facing one another and that they could have the match of the night i totally agree with that if given enough time 
They need 15, 20 minutes, and they could make this a very, very memorable match at WrestleMania. And people may be talking about this as match of the night in terms of quality, right? So I'm really looking forward to this as far as uh, how this match is going to play out. If Styles can actually defeat Edge, this is a very difficult one to choose who's going to win this because is this a multi-match program? Probably, you know. There's so much to dive into with this and to dissect. I would not, if, you, if you're if you a betting person and you, you actually put money on WrestleMania matches, who's going to win or not, stay the hell away from this one. Just don't don't even go near it. RK, okay, RK Bro then defeated the Usos. Uh, it was via disqualification. It was interference from the Street Profits. And so the main event ended in a disqualification. And Rick Boogs and Shinsuke also attacked the Usos. Uh, how everyone's on this show, I don't know. RK Bro then ended up standing tall and gave multiple RKOs to the Street Profits to end the, the night. And uh, so, again, I, I still don't know how Rick Boogs and Shinsuke are on the show, nor did they explain how the Usos or Roman Reigns are on the show. They're just there. They don't even bother to explain it anymore. They don't even they don't even have the the, the I guess the respect for fans that care about the rules of of a draft and tell us how important and strict the draft is. And then go ahead and don't even bother to explain a, even a BS answer as to how people from one brand are on the other. Don't give me it's WrestleMania season because at Royal rumble, well, it's rumble season. Well, th- th- then what are we doing here? Right? Are we just making crap up? And then again, they, they've stopped making crap up. They just, they don't even tell you they're just there and you accept it. Um, and I know some people don't care. They're like, ah, who cares? They're, you know, they're big stars on Raw. You get to see them twice. Well, I care about it because I am a big fan of rule following when it comes to the draft because one of the biggest benefits of a draft is that you have separate worlds going on and it feels like they're separate worlds. And when someone crosses over and they're not supposed to, it feels like it's a big deal. They, they can't do it. Even for like two weeks. They, they just they can't help themselves. So that was Monday Night Raw in a nutshell, guys. I mean, it was um, it, it was fine. Was it the hottest WrestleMania go-home show of all time? Not even close. And to me, the biggest, weirdest thing about the show is that they advertised for, uh, for what, a week or so that Roman and Brock are going to be under the same roof. They're both going to be on Raw, and they have the graphic up, and yet it's as if they both didn't even realize they're in the building together. How does that work? Why would Brock not at least try to come out and attack and security, you know, pulls him back or, you know, the Usos protect Roman and he still can't get to Roman. Why are we, why, why even bother? Why even bother saying that? You know, and I know they're on Friday night Smackdown this week. They'll probably have a little bit of a pull apart. Maybe Brock finally gets his hands on Roman and uh, goes for an F5, but the Usos save him and, and you get that kind of hook for uh, WrestleMania. I do expect Brock to absolutely brutalize Roman Reigns in this match. And I, I've, you know, spoiler alert, I, I really don't think that Brock Lesnar is going to win this match at WrestleMania unless somebody can provide an explanation to me that is coherent and is a, I, I think, a, a smart choice given that Roman Reigns is on one of the most legendary runs in the last 10 years or 20 years since the Attitude Era. He's, he's on a, an extremely hot run as a heel and they have Brock Lesnar be the one to break that streak and take it from Roman. So somebody's going to have to explain to me why it's a good idea for Brock Lesnar to beat Roman or how it could even happen. 
you know, I just, I have my doubts, I have to say. So, uh, let's see here. I don't see any other follow-up to Raw. Um, I'm looking through, looking through some of the news to see if there's anything. Um, I do have, let's see, well, I did already cover, obviously, the KO show at length. And this is actually an article that was published just yesterday on Wrestling Inc. And... I'll read it to you. It's about the uh, close for WrestleMania 38 on Saturday with the KO show. Here's what it says. The KO show with Kevin Owens and Stone Cold is going to close night one of WrestleMania. There have been rumors on WWE closing WrestleMania Saturday with Austin and Owens, but that was up in the air as there was a feeling that WWE would keep Ronda versus Charlotte as the main event of night one. However, Owens and the announcers mentioned that KO uh, show is going to be the main event of WrestleMania during the last night's go home show. And it was, it was noted on the Wrestling Observer Radio that we're going around saying Austin and Owens will close WrestleMania Saturday. The other option for uh, WrestleMania Saturday was Rousey and Flair due to Rousey winning the Rumble for the right to headline WrestleMania. At one point, WWE billed Rousey versus Flair for the night one main event, but that has changed. Austin is reportedly, here's some, some interesting stuff, Austin is reportedly in great shape for WrestleMania and is it's believed that the talk show segment with Owens will turn into a brawl, ending with a stone cold stunner to help to send everyone home happy from the AT&T stadium. So I, I mean, there you go. It's, it's been reported where whatever these anonymous, anonymous reports are that Austin is in great shape. I, I would hope so. And I believe he is. Austin doesn't half ass much of anything. So yeah, we all know it's going to turn into a brawl if not right away. And then the, the, the ultimate question is, does it turn into a match? And I, I believe it will. I truly believe that. It, it, how can you have a segment just end, and or end uh, the show as quote unquote the main event? Now, I know there's going to be some people out there that are that are um, turned off by the fact that the women don't get a main event at WrestleMania. You know, I and and to some degree I agree with that, but when it comes to Stone Cold Steve Austin, there is nothing bigger and has not been anything bigger than Stone Cold Steve Austin. So. I understand some people saying, oh, well, it's, it's Charlotte. Just, shouldn't she, you know, first of all, I'm not a big Ronda Rousey fan. We've seen Ronda in the main event before. And the, the rivalry between Ronda and Charlotte doesn't feel as big as Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. I'm sorry, it doesn't. I don't think it's captured the imagination of people like it has with Kevin, uh, Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. So is it deserving? I don't think so. I mean, are, are, the only argument you can make is, well, they're women. They should have representation as the main event. Well, did they earn it, though? Did they? Does it feel like it should be? Or are you just putting them in because, well, they're women. They need to have equal representation. Like, you, you got to kind of weigh what you value more. And to me, the the program that feels the biggest should be the main event. You know, like that, that's to me. And you have your biggest star of all time coming back out of retirement. So, I understand some people's anger, probably a bit not being the main event, but do you really think that Ronda and Charlotte is going to tear the house down and have people invested, if not probably turning on Ronda during the match, which I hope they do? Yeah, so, <laughs> to me, this is a no-brainer. I, I understand some people's arguments against this. But, um, you know, if, if it was Becky and Bianca, maybe, even then, though. I mean, honestly, nothing trumps Stone Cold Steve Austin. Sorry. Coming out of retirement, Sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, just listen to the reaction. He's going to get a deafening reaction. It's going to be awesome. So, that said, um, that is really all, guys, for the uh, Raw review. Kind of an abbreviated one. I normally go a little bit longer, but I'll be back later tonight with the uh, 
the whole mailbag version, the takeover that the Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling fan are going to be doing with the emails. I have the voicemails, so we've got a ton of content coming, and I'll be back on track uh, later tonight. So double duty or a double dip of our show today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please consider going VIP on our website. You get all our content ad-free and video updates. Use the promo code WrestleMania for 50% off. And consider going on Patreon for a dollar. You get into the Discord server that's going to be hot running throughout WrestleMania. We're going to try to set up voice chat through there as well. And for the $5 tier, if you bump yourself up just one tier, you also get video updates that are not going to be available anywhere else other than the website if you sign up there too. And lastly, consider on Apple Podcasts. There's a 99 cent button there if you want to go ad free. So, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Get ready for WrestleMania. Take care. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEPodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to Patreon.com slash WWEPodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.